It's time now for the Conqueror's Cafe Show. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration with your host, Twyla Reed, author of Broken Wings. Here we encourage you to spread your broken wings and keep soaring by the power of God as you transform your tragedies into empowering moments. Thank you for joining us today. We are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a very special guest today that's here to share their testimony of hope and healing with us all. So don't move because you are definitely in for a treat today here on the Conqueror's Cafe. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show. I am your host, Twyla Reed, also known as your Tragedy to Strategy Mentor. Happy Sunday, everyone. What an awesome day to just give God thanks for just being God all by himself. As you all know, I'm the author of Broken Wings, which is a true story of a mother's unwavering love for her son in the aftermath of a horrific car accident, which left him in a coma, paralyzed, and with a severe traumatic brain injury. That mother and son is my son and I, and this book is our journey through his recovery. It is our testimony of hope and healing of how we use prayer and perseverance to overcome the hardships we endured during that time. I'm also the founder and CEO of Broken Wings Incorporated, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization established to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support. We provide resources, tips, and prevention insights. We educate, empower, and enlighten brain injury survivors, caregivers, and their family members by teaching them how to create the life they desire in spite of the challenges and devastation that accompany head injury. We provide real-time working strategies to ideal well-being. A few of my books include Affirmations for the Mind, Body, and Soul. This is a guide for survivors of traumatic events. Oftentimes after surviving a tragedy, life can become chaotic. It can become hectic. And sometimes you really may just feel like your life is over. The challenges that you experience can really make you think that you're not going to make it. You could become so overwhelmed, and it can really push you into a state of isolation But this is the time that you cannot give up, and it's definitely the time that you cannot give in. It's time to truly understand the power of your words, because it's through the words that you speak out of your mouth that you are going to find the strength and the will to turn your situation around. It's through your words that you're going to find joy. You're going to find peace, and you're going to realize that you truly do possess the power to turn your tragedy into triumph. And how many caregivers do we have listening on this evening? I have several resources for caregivers. My number one best-selling book, What Do You Do When Caregivers Need Caregiving? So many times caregivers never stop to realize the importance of taking care of themselves while taking care of others. Being a caregiver now for over 19 years, I was one who always, always put my needs on the back burner. And whether that was self-care or just taking a walk or just taking a moment to, you know, just take a breather, I have really lost myself in the caregiving process. In this book, I share techniques and strategies that every caregiver needs to walk away with the peace of mind and reassurance needed to continue on their caregiving journey. And I also 
also would like to announce our forthcoming book. Uh, this is book number 17 for me. Uh, it's an anthology overflowing with heartfelt, insightful petitions that will promote your communication to God with, to higher levels. The inspirational authors reveal their hearts to remind you to trust and depend on God and that no matter what type of circumstance that you are dealing with, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And the title of this book is Warring Women Arise and Pray. And how many of you out there know that when women pray, something happens? Now, I know, I know, I know. I'm not taking anything away from the men because we have some men that know how to call on the name of the Lord. But at the moment, we're talking to the women. I'm talking to some Deborahs and some Hannahs out there that really know the power of their words. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of a tongue. Now, how many of you know that the world is in a crisis right now? Yes, we are in a crisis right now. We're going through a pandemic. Life as we once knew it is not the same. It's never going to be the same. So what does that mean for us, the body of Christ? That means that we need to be talking to the Lord. We need to be specific in the things that we are asking God for. And this is what this anthology is going to provide for you, heartfelt, insightful prayers. Like I said, and it's going to promote your communication to God uh, to just higher levels, higher dimensions. You're going to develop that relationship with God. How many of you know if you're not praying, if you haven't been praying, this is definitely the time to be praying. Our land needs a healing. And the Bible says we have to pray in order for that to happen. I don't have to quote the scripture because you already know it. And if God is waiting to hear from us, he wants us to turn from our wicked ways, seek his face, and pray. And it's not until then and only then that he is going to heal this land. He is not going to forgive us of our sins until we do that. So warring women arise and pray. When women pray, something happens. This book will be released the first week of July. We're excited at 12 awesome women of God with me who who know how to call on the name of the Lord. So with that being said, I'm going to be placing a link. Uh, you guys can go on all of my social media sites as well as the co-authors and go ahead and pre-order your book right now. Prayers, many of the prayers that you need right now, all in one place, because if you don't know, now you know when women pray, something happens. Warring women arise and pray. Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. It has been an awesome day today. We've been dealing with some hot weather here in Savannah, Georgia. The heat index today was 103. It may have even been 105, but it's been hot today. We've been dealing with that uh, 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 that smog that's been, you know, they said it's coming over um, uh, from Africa. And so it has been a really hot, muggy day. But it's okay. It's still the day that the Lord has given us, and guess what? We will rejoice and be glad in it. So thank you so much for joining us on today. Here on the Conqueror's Cafe, we highlight authors, entrepreneurs, as well as survivors of traumatic events who've made it out victorious, and now they are here to share their testimony of coping healing with the world, to offer encouragement and inspiration to others as they travel their own personal journey. So for today's episode or any of our other episodes, please visit our website at www.conquerorscafe.com. 
We also invite you to like, follow, and share our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Congress Cafe. So if you or someone that you know have experienced a tragic event, I invite you to contact me. Let's create the life that you desire in spite of the challenges that you may be facing so that you too can become the strategist of your own destiny. All right. Um, oh, well, let me say this too. Um, um, for my books, um, you guys are welcome, welcome, welcome. So please visit my website. Um, I didn't give that out, but let me give you my website. All of my books can be found uh, on my website, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, almost um, all of the bookstores all over the world, as well as Walmart.com. Please visit my website at www.twilowread.com. All right, it is time for our devotional. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite parts of this show um, because the Lord always, always gives me a scripture and a word to share with his people. And today I'm going to be reading a very familiar scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you hope for. Let me read that again. I alone know the plans I have for you. Plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster. Plans to bring about the future you. I'm going to talk just for a few minutes from this topic, God's plans for me. God's plans for me. God has a plan for each and every one of us. Before you were born, God knew just what he had in store for you. He knows your destiny, and he has a specialized plan so you can reach that destiny. Plans to prosper you in fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, yes, self-control. Plans of hope and of a future. Plans to fellowship with you in prayer, to listen and respond, and to find God's presence. Before the world was ever created, before the first plant, tree, or animal, God chose you to be in his family. Think about that for a minute. The God who made everything that we see, the God who knows how to create a living cell and form them in just the right way to make a human being, the God who made the mountains and formed the oceans, the God who hung the stars in the sky and knows their number, this same God decided to look into the future and see you. God's ultimate plan for us is to develop our character and make us holy, not to make your life easy or uh, so you are always happy. What God wants is fulfillment, peace, joy, love, security, gentleness, and much more for every one of us. However, God knows that we cannot ever reach this type of life without a guiding, loving, ongoing relationship with him. How does he know this? Duh. He created and designed us this way. What happens when you just don't know which way God wants you to go? Have you ever felt this way? As a Christian, you want to make decisions according to God's will, but what happens when you just don't know which way God wants you to go? Sooner or later in life, everybody will have to make some decisions that are vital to their well-being. Many Christians struggle with this because we expect a loud voice from heaven when we talk to God. 
But God doesn't necessarily work that way. Ever so often, he works in whispers instead of shouts. And the way we practice listening is to go in faith and do everything before his faith. God is more than willing to show us his will and his plans for our lives, but he also wants us to show that we want to know it and that we want to follow it. He wants us to put forth the effort to seek his will. So many of us are confused about God's plan for our life. Some of us think it has to do uh, it has all to do with materialistic having a wonderful plan for your life. But for the believer, that plan is salvation from his wrath that we rightly deserve. His plan for our life is that we constantly surrender the evil desires of our flesh and conform more to his image. God's magnificent plan for our life is that we repent, believe in him, and fight sin through his power. His plan for our life is sober-mindedness, sexual purity, and that we be careful how we live. Don't live like ignorant people, but live like wise people. Make good of every opportunity that we have because these are evil days. God's plan is that he may be most glorified in us through us being satisfied in him and in him alone. Again, God has a plan for each of us. We may not always understand his plan, but we still need to be obedient as we try to fulfill it. Let us never forget that when we trust Christ, place our faith in him, that we begin to discover his plan for us. To discover this requires a hands-on, a personal, and a powerful understanding of his plan. The beginning of this finding starts as a decision to trust him. God's plan is for us to be faithful to him in everything that we do. Those are just the particulars. The big plan is to follow him in all we do. Always remember, he knows the future. Plans for you are good. They're future-oriented, and they are indeed full of hope. Amen. Um, today's devotional came from, actually, uh, my book, Soaring by the Power of God, 31 days uh, devotional for a spirit for spirit spirit filled living. So um, thank you guys. I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors right now. Broken Wings Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization designed to provide awareness about traumatic brain injury to communities while providing support, resources, tips, and brain injury prevention insights. So if you are a survivor of a TBI or caregiver. Please visit our website for more information at www.brokenwingsinc.org or call 912-335-3799. Sister Scent, for personalized candles, gift baskets, and T-shirts for any occasions, please contact Mishari Davenport at 205-514-0866. Shipping is available. Again, contact Mishari Davenport at 205 514 0866 for your custom-made, personalized gift baskets, candles, and T-shirts. The Birmingham Slayers, if you live in the Birmingham, Alabama area, and you are looking for an organization where your child can be a part of a team where together everyone truly achieves more, a place where dance is a part of who they are as they encompass unity like never, ever before, then the Birmingham Slayers is who they need to connect with. Please contact Ms. V at 
899-2618 for more details. Again, contact Ms. V at 479-899-2618. And if you have a business or an event that you would like to have advertised on our show, please contact me at info at for details. We have an amazing show lined up for you all this evening. I tell you, you guys are in for a very special treat. Our guest is a published author, a true survivor, one filled with wisdom to empower, to educate, and to enlighten you. I want you guys to relax, okay, to shake, shake all, everything off from today. Go ahead and grab your bottle of water, grab your cup of tea, your cup of coffee, as we prepare to be blessed by this awesome man of God, this truly anointed vessel. But first, we're going to take a quick break. But I don't want you guys to go anywhere because we're going to be right back. Hello, this is Cherie Barnes of CherieBarnesAuthor.com, and you are listening to the Conqueror's Cafe radio show. It was meant to kill me, sin to destroy me, and I thought that it would, and I thought that it should, cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right, I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go, but you held on to me, and you wouldn't let me go, and you wouldn't let me go, And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. What the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. Yeah. 
Well, certainly thank you for having us, especially when it's 105 degrees outside. Thank you for <laughs> even doing the show. <laughs> Listen, when I was um, at the weather today and I saw that, because I try to check the weather every day, see if it's going to rain, because I have a little garden in my backyard. And um, so, uh-huh. you know, if it's not going to rain, I can turn the sprinklers on and let it get water and all of that good stuff. And when I saw that today, I was like, oh, my God, what are you trying to do to us? Oh, we're dealing with a <laughs> pandemic. We're dealing with this this, right. this, uh, this smog or whatever you want to call it coming over here. And now this temperatures of 105 heat index. Good Lord, my husband and I normally walk every day. Uh, we try to at least walk every uh-huh. other day. We try to walk at least three miles, maybe five some days if we can. But I tell you, we didn't go. We haven't gone for two days, so um, I don't know. I don't think I can tackle that one. <laughs> yeah, not in the hundred and five degree weather. I don't. I don't think uh, I would make that journey. No sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for joining us. Um, I read your bio and you know all of that good stuff, but I always like the guests to just say hello in their own words um, to our listeners. Um, just so, just go ahead, jump in, and just just say hello. You know, in your own way. Well, good evening, Conqueror's Cafe, as you heard on with my bio. I'm James West I'm from Denver, Colorado, from where it's 96 degrees, and I feel like I shouldn't <laughs> go outside. But um, Yeah, and that's just like everything in the bio said, I'm an author. Uh, I wrote a book called Ordinary Me, uh, based on, loosely based on my life and some of the lessons that I learned. And I'm excited to be in the cafe with the Conquerors today. Amen. All right. We are happy to have you. Uh, we are here to um, talk about your book, Ordinary Me. We're going to talk about that title there because that caught my attention, um, Ordinary Me. So we're, we're going to get to that, but let's go all the way back, okay? Let's go back a little okay. bit when you first started writing. I want you to talk mm-hmm. about what uh, some of the things that inspired you to start writing. Well, it was actually a suggestion by uh, someone I had sought counseling for some of the mental health things that I was going through. And uh, Mm -hmm. my counselor at the time suggested that I start writing. And then I started to vent on paper, and it turned into the book we're talking about today. Um, Wow. So, yeah, it was was a suggestion that I, I listened to. Wow. You know, that happens so many times, you know, especially for um, survivors, you know, who've gone through things. When you start sharing your testimony, how many times do you hear, you know, you should write a book. Hey, you know what? I think you need to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) So, but guess what, though? That's confirmation a lot of times, you know, what did I just read? A lot of times people listen uh, for God's voice and think he's just going to yell down in this loud, thunderous voice, you know, to give you directions and and instructions on some things that he wants you to do. (laughs) But sometimes it's not like that. It can come from your neighbor or it can come from watching a commercial on TV even. You just never know. God can speak to you, you know, however he chooses. And so we just have to be in tune and know when it's his voice. Right. So he, he speaks to he speaks that, in a lot of different ways, especially to me. Uh, I'll yeah, ask God amen. a question and get an answer six weeks later when I'm doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with the question <laughs> that I asked. It. So 
It's a well, that's a good thing, thing that you know. Uh, you know the voice when he's talking to you, even if it is six weeks later. Um, and that comes right. from having that relationship. You know, we know our parents' voice. Um, does it right. matter? Um, who who else could be talking to you when you have a relationship with God? You know His voice, and so whether it's six weeks later or six months later, you're never confused right. when He answers the prayer because you know His voice. Right. Well, I want to say thank you. <laughs> now, so we're, we're staying right here where we are, you know, with your younger self when you first started writing. If you could go back and tell that younger self anything at all when you first started writing, what would that be? Uh, don't write for entertainment value. Um, yes. One of the things that even when God suggests that you do something and you decide to go in that direction. One of the things is it's easy to get caught up in what society looks like for that particular position. And what I thought of when I figured out that I was writing a book was, oh, well, I can get money doing this. And at the time, at that that portion of my life, that was a necessity. That was something that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So, as I went along, it started to become less and less of my story. It was a great book at that time, but it was less and less of the truth. It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't ordinary mm-hmm. me. So uh, I would tell him right from your heart because they can tell, and I could tell that what yeah. wasn't from my heart is what was. So I, and as you know, you've written 17 books, so because <laughs> you know we, we write those. <laughs> several times during that process and at some point I strapped the entire thing and said we're just going to do it from the heart. Yes, and let me say this to you. That's the only way to do it, brother. Do you hear me? The only way. Mm -hmm. If you are truly writing to get a message out there, especially if it's a vision that God has given you and you are writing to reach his people, it can't come any other way than from the heart. Because it's not going to be genuine, and it's not going to be pure. And when you go before his people, because, see, when you write a book, it doesn't just stop right there. People don't just write a book, and then you put it on the shelf, or, you you know, you get your mom and daddy, aunts and uncles and cousins to buy the book. When you are writing a book, it's so much more than that, because now what's next? What are you going to do next? There's an audience that you have to reach with that book, and so you have to be genuine. It has to come from your heart. Because guess what? Not only do you know, but they're going to know too. Absolutely. Absolutely. They will. And yes. it didn't feel right. It felt like when I wrote the book, I wrote it because the story wasn't mine. So it felt as if I was painting the story that God had given me to share with his people. So, mm. like I said, I scrapped it, rewrote it from my heart, and here we are today. Amen. That's right. There you go. Amen. And and just going forward, because there's more. It's, it's, it's not stopping with ordinary me. It's not stopping with the next one and the next one. Um, you know, just, just you know, doing research on your story and, and who you are and what you do and, you know, the people that you reach. God has so much more for you to do because people are hurting. You know, when you're talking about an area of mental health, um, oh, my gosh. Is so much bigger than what anyone can truly imagine. You know, those invisible 
disabilities, those invisible things that you can't see, people really don't have a clue or really don't know how deep that goes. Right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. And I, and I received that as confirmation. I, I certainly accept that. Uh, I hope I can get to 17 like you at, at some point. But uh, Hey, stop talking I, like that. Just... Stop, stop, stop. Listen, <laughs> stop talking like that to yourself. Lord, I thank you for the 17 that's coming. There you go. That's what <laughs> okay. you need to be saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Lord, thank you for the 17 that's coming. Amen. I, I, I see an agreement with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really hope that this achieves its intended purpose because it was difficult for me to share some of the things that are in my book. Um, there's some Amen. things that I still to this day have yet to say publicly, especially in reference to my parents uh, that are in there. So I hope okay. it reaches its intended target. It will. It will. Um, listen, um, I I truly believe, and I say this almost every interview, um, when we go through things in life, it's never for us, okay? It's always, Amen. always, always to bless someone else. God chose you to be the blueprint, okay, uh, for this particular uh, book, for, for, the, for the audience that you are writing for. God chose you to be the blueprint. So, he knew all along from the beginning, although you couldn't see your way out. You couldn't see uh, um, the sun on the other side of the rain, but he already knew what was going to be there. He knew ordinary me was going to come out of this. And so he chose you for such a time as this because he knew that you could handle it. He was he knew he was going to bring you out. So now all the things you have to do now is just be obedient and carry out the call, carry out the vision. You answer the call and carry out the vision that he has given you. And, and, and as long as you're doing that, as long as you're doing that, then he's going to open the doors. He's going to give you the favor. He's going to do all those things and connect you with the right people that you need to connect with. Just continue to do what you're doing. Amen. I would leave that with, with, with all Amen. of my heart. Amen. Amen. Now, when we're talking about ordinary men, our guest this evening is Arthur James West, and he's here talking about his book, Ordinary Me. So, James, in regards to your book, what is the genre of your book, and what is the inspiration behind the title? Okay. Well, it's it's a self it's a self identity book. Okay. Uh, I guess if we had to put it in a category, it would be in the self help novelist type thing. Uh, okay. But the inspiration behind the title is, I guess you could say everyone has an expectation of you, and that's based on what they see. That's not based on how you've been blessed by God from your creation. When I went through the things that I went through, those expectations became my identity, whether I was prepared for those expectations or not and whether they were up to scale with what God had for them. So I saw that my efforts were what people were calling extraordinary or excellent. He's gone through this, and he's doing that. That's an excellent or extraordinary thing. But that can only take place so many times. The success, redundancy of success is only allows for a certain amount of applause. So mm. I wanted success to be what I did repeatedly. 
or something that I identify with. So rather than saying I'm putting forth an extraordinary effort, that's what I expected of myself, which I became ordinary me. So success continuously, redundantly being successful is ordinary, and ordinary me was born from that. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. Yes, insight to that. That's great. Um, Again, because like I said, when I saw that, the title, it just really captured my attention. I've never seen a book titled Ordinary Me. And so um, I think um, because of that, it draws you. And that's good when you're, you know, as a writer, you know, titles, you know, you, you know, you hear this as a writer, titles, book covers, um, color scheme, all mm-hmm. of that, you know, draws the reader. So that is definitely a very unique title. Um, now, Ordinary Me, we, we know, um, you know, the content, you know, the, the inspiration behind the content. You know, your, your, the challenges that you overcame, you know, when your parents died, the, the adversity that you had to deal with, um, the grief that you had to deal with, uh, being homeless, uh, being homeless, um, uh, gang activity, dealing with depression. So with all of those things, talk about the audience that you write for. And in addition to that, that the, the audience, your target audience, what message are you trying to portray to them in your book? Okay. Yeah, well, I I write for everybody. I wrote Ordinary Me for everybody. Um, Great. Yes. Because everyone experiences grief and depression. Everyone experiences trials and tribulations. Uh, the, the intention behind it is to state that you can achieve anything it is that you want because you've been blessed uniquely to do that regardless of your circumstance. Great. I love that. I want you to repeat that. Say that again. You can do what? Say that you again. You can achieve you can achieve anything that you want because you've been created uniquely to do so regardless of your yes. circumstance. Created uniquely to do so regardless of your circumstance. You know what? That ties into what I read with God having plans for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, before we were born, when we were in our mother's womb, God already had a plan for you. So I love that, Absolutely. what you just said. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the challenges that you face, regardless of the hardships that you go through, uh, the heartache, the grief, the losses, it does not matter. You can achieve because you are uniquely designed to do so. Absolutely. Simply because one of the things, God made it that way from the beginning. Yeah, one of the things that one of the things that I try to convey or communicate is that no matter what someone else's expectation is, you know what you can do. One of the things that hampered me or, you know, slowed me down was listening to other people. Like, well, you shouldn't do that because don't write a book because you're from a different area or don't write a book because that's not what you do. And Mm. in reality, that's what I was created to do. So it may not look, you know, like (laughs) it could be done to you, but I know for a fact that I've been gifted to do this. 
Amen. And you know what? When you know that you know that you know God gave you that gift, oh, it's unstoppable. And, and, and that's why I stand with you to say there's more to come. Because you just spoke it out of your mouth. You know that God created you to do this. You know in your heart, you know deep down God called you to write this book. You know that there's more. So now it's just waiting for it to manifest and, and taking the steps to do it. So um, right. I love that. I love that. I love the vision behind Ordinary Me, behind the title and who you write for and the message that you are, you know, that you have for your readers through the content. Um, so when your readers pick up the book and read this, not only are they walking away knowing that they can accomplish anything, you know, in regards to the challenges that they face because they are uniquely made, what, what, what is one other thing that you, you can say that a reader will walk away with after reading Ordinary Me? Well, a step-by-step process of how to change your mind and an understanding that although the common conception is that change doesn't happen overnight, that change cannot happen in any other manner than overnight. Um, One of the things that I try to pinpoint is a process for changing your judgment, changing your thinking, changing the way you view your memory and understanding what language you're going to have to speak in order to become someone new, become your ordinary. And that's what I hope that they get from that, and I hope they're able to do it with that. Because for me, it was a whole bunch of people saying, well, you have to change your mind in order to do this. You have to change this Mm -hmm. in order to do that. But they never told me how to do that. And that's what I wrote down in those. Now, that, that's what I want to talk about just briefly. <clears throat> you say um, the seven cognitive faculties, memory, language, judgment, consciousness, perception, thinking, and imagination. So how do you take these seven cognitive faculties and incorporate them into a process to transform your mind? Well, it starts with awareness. One of the things that depression does is it separates you from the present. So when you're changing your mind, you have to be aware of what time period you're changing your mind for. When I was going through depression and things of that nature, I was stuck in the past. I I, I like to call it stopping for stop signs in my rearview mirror. And I changed I changed my judgment because I was because I understood where I was. I had to be honest about where I was in life. And once you do that, once you're present, you can see, okay, I'm thinking this way, that has to change for me to change my situation. I'm making judgments based on this information that has to change if I'm going to change my mind. I'm looking at this memory of what I had this way, and it has to change. You break it down to each one of them, and once you're aware of where you're at presently, you can do that and change them mentally. It happens really quickly because your thinking changes, so your judgment changes. Your judgment changes, so your memory changes. 
You understand where you are, so your language changes. And how you look at your memories changes, and therefore your imagination takes over. I'm I'm listening. I'm taking this in because um, I want to ask you this. um, Because so there, there. You know, I deal with people who I work closely with people who have traumatic brain injuries. Okay, and so sometimes they lack the ability to have insight. They lack the ability to um, to reason, and, and their judgment is affected and all of those things, and sometimes even their memory, mm-hmm. and a lot of times their awareness. So how do you, or, or is it possible even that um, someone that is dealing with a traumatic brain injury can use this process um, if if really if someone was really working with them, you know, to try to help them through the through the through the steps. Right. That would that would certainly take a professional for sure. Um, yes. Yes. But as long as yes. you're able to be in a moment, as long as you're able to be yes. present, and um, you can be aware of where you're at, I think it yes. can. I think if, if some science was put behind it. I think it can. Yeah. Because um I'm really thinking about that when I when I saw that you wrote that and you talked about those seven faculties that memory, language, judgment, consciousness, perception, thinking and imagination. And just hearing you saying now that awareness is the first step in the process of changing. Uh, because this is, I, I really do believe this. Um I, I, I really believe there's power in your words. I do. And even for someone that may have damage to their brain. Um, even that portion that may be damaged, there's there's power in your words because when your when your when your mindset change, your language is gonna change and when your language change your life is gonna change. And so mm-hmm. even though there may be damage, if you are speaking that thing <laughs> and you are speaking it and you are believing it, then change will come. I really believe that. And just listening to this process that you're talking about awareness, I like that you said you were stopping for stop signs in your rearview mirror. You know, that means you have gone past these things. You have went, you know, right. you've gone forward, but you kept stopping for those stop signs that you could see in your rearview mirror instead of focusing on what was ahead, awareness, being right. aware of where you are right now. I like that. That's awesome. That's great. I'm, I'm getting off track here. I'm sorry. <laughs> because that, that, that is really amazing. I'm, you know, I'm thinking my wheels are turning right now. So uh, thank you for sharing that. All right. So we're going to keep going. So now, when you talk about a little, talk a little bit about the depression a little bit there, okay? Because so many people really deal with depression and they feel like they're stuck. They feel like they, they can't go on. They really just kind of want to go into hibernation. And um, I mm-hmm. do uh, when I go and speak, um, James. I talk about um, going um, going from um, tragedy to working strategies, um, and using mm-hmm. that tragedy that you dealt with to put working strategies in place to really catapult you to become the strategist of your own destiny. And the one thing to do that is when you go through something, a significant emotional event, that you cannot sit still. 
you have to talk about it and share it because in doing so, you're going to meet somebody to say, hey, you know what? I went through this. I, I, I experienced the same thing. So when you talk right. about the dep- that depression there, I like that you say that this book is a recap of your most influential life moments and a guide to mental health. So just share the things that you went through through that time that put you in that state of depression. How can you say it has helped you get to where you are right now, you know, to encourage someone else that may be dealing with depression, to, to be, you know, that they can do the same? Well, it, it changed my perspective. One, I, I liken depression to being sleep or watching your life on a TV screen and not being able to do anything about it. One of the things wow. that I experienced heavily with depression is I would make promises as myself, but depression would say, we're not going to do that. Because what it does is it sticks you in a state to where it's more comfortable to be in the pain that you've experienced rather than move on from it because you know whatever you've already experienced won't harm you any further. It's still going to hurt, but you're okay with that. You don't know what happens if you cross that line. Something else might be out there. Something else may hurt you. And the way that my, the beginning of what I went through set up, my dad passed when I was 15, um, and then my mom was killed three years after that. So I'm like stepping out of depression from that, and then I get hit with another survived by call and so how I how I experienced depression was depression was like, we're going to sit right here because we don't want anything further to harm us. Yeah. So that's what I did. That's what I meant by stopping for stop signs in my rearview mirror. I would approach an opportunity and say, ah, but if I do this, I can't sit in depression anymore. Mm because of what took place in my past. And when it was explained to me that depression was being concerned about what took place in the past, it resonated with me, A, because I was prepared to hear it at that time, and B, because it was time, Twyla. It was was time for me to (laughs) to walk out of that. Yeah, yeah. So I learned a lot sitting there. But I also learned that I could have got up and walked off a lot quicker than I did, which is why I added the portion about changing your mind. Yes. I have probably read Romans 12, 1 and 2 a million times. I've been a Christian since I was a small kid. I've probably heard it read or read it myself a million times. But when it was time for me to make a change, when it was time for me to stop conforming to what I thought I should, yes. it was, it was a life changer for me. You know, what you said is so real because pain, when you're in a state of depression, you know what the pain feels like that you've gone through. It did kill you. It hurt. Right. And, oh, boy, did it hurt. But you made it through. So, okay, oh, man, Jane, I'm telling you, 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 you hit the nail right on the head there. 
So moving forward, there's so much fear because you just don't want to experience, you don't know what kind of pain you could be walking into going into those uncertainties and, and all of that unknown stuff that that's ahead. Mm-hmm. And so that I can see now, you know, how depression can keep people in a state for so long because, like you said, you know, there was pain, but, hey, I made it through the pain. didn't kill me. So, yeah, I, I'm just going to sit right here because I'm able to deal with this pain. At least I know I can deal with this pain. Right. At least I know I can handle it. You know when I realized it? Sauce on a steak that I had never tasted. <laughs> so I was basing <laughs> how this steak was going to taste off of a steak that I had a long time ago. And I said I have to be more present <laughs> at that point in time because I just messed up this steak with this sauce. So I said I had to be more present at that time. And that's when everything started to come together for me. Wow. Well, I tell you, uh, this is great. Um, I want to uh, let our listeners know that our phone lines are open. Um, If you all would like to call in and talk with um, our guests this evening, please dial 657-383-0898. And you can talk with um, um, author James West here. He's here discussing his book, Ordinary Me. After losing both parents at a young age and being thrust into homelessness, gang activity, and battle with depression, he's here to talk about overcoming challenges, adversity, and all manners of grief as he now shares his journey from the valley of tragedy to triumph. Uh, Driven to share with others the power of transforming one's mind through the seven cognitive faculties. He is here sharing his testimony with you all. So I invite you all to call in 657-383-0898 if you have questions or you have a comment. So, James, now let's talk about some things. I know um, you've shared a lot with us, and we already know, uh, we've been confirmed that there's more for you that you're going to be writing well, what are some of those things that are motivating you to just to keep doing this and to keep carrying out this vision? One, I know God has called you to do it, but what are some things that are motivating you to keep writing? Uh, well, partially so I don't talk my wife's ear off. Um, I, <laughs> like I said, <laughs> um, I, I don't want her to leave me for a more quiet man. But uh, <laughs> I vent a lot. In my writing And so when It's things that I'm going through when, Whether it's me writing a blog For my website Or writing a piece on Social injustice On my social media It's, it's my feelings And if I allow them to sit there I'll, I'll end up back in that depressive state And that scares me more right. than anything else yeah. So I continue yeah. to write so I can continue to vent and get it off my chest and I leave that stop sign where it belongs. Amen. There you go. In the rear. In your rear view mirror. There you go. That's right. Now, let's talk about some things that you do that may not include writing. You know, just some things you do for fun in your spare time, you know, you and your wife like to do when you just have some downtime. Well, I fancy myself a chef. So, 
I like to cook a little bit. Uh, my father was in the restaurant business for a long time, and I learned a lot from the people that he was around. So right. uh, I like to cook. Um, I like we were newly in this home, so I'm painting, and I get some enjoyment <laughs> out of that. Amen. We talked a little bit off air, so. You know I'm dealing with a raccoon situation in the shed. Yes, so. I know, but not for long because we're, we're going to try some of those remedies that we talked about. So we're going right, right. to see how that works. Now, now I hear you say you yeah. fancy yourself a cook now. Now, but what does your wife say now? Did did she eat the cooking or you know, or you know because we can think we're good cooks now, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, she eats most of it. Let me say that. She, she has very particular taste buds. If the shrimp is cooked too hard in the shrimp and grits, it ruins the dish bud. So uh, it Amen. takes a little extra to satisfy Amen. Amen. <laughs> so let's talk about any upcoming events that you may have. Uh, do you have anything that's coming up that you want to share with our listeners? Nothing other than the hard release of Ordinary Me, and then we're going to do, I believe, four cities for a a book signing tour. Amen. We'll be promoting that, and I'm sure things will start to snowball afterwards. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, uh, we are happy for you, and we are praying, and we are believing God with you that doors are going to open and that, you know, so when the book, um, you have that heart release. When you when you get those dates, you know, just let us know so we can we can put it out there and, and let our listeners know so they can support you. Okay, okay, yeah, I will definitely do that. Absolutely. Now I want you to um, let our listeners know how they can connect with you and how they're going to be able to purchase your book. Okay. Well, starters, if you can pre-order it on jameswestwrites.com right now, uh, and they can get with me on Facebook at James West Rice or Instagram at the same thing, James West Rice. Awesome. I'm going to be grabbing my copy because I'm really <laughs> going to um, talk about those seven faculties. Um, I'm going to really, you know, kind of dig into that a little bit with my um, brain injury community and, and just see, just see. Like I said, my, my wheels are turning a little bit here now, so uh, definitely, definitely will be supporting you. And, again, um, um, uh, repeat that website again. Repeat the website one it's more time. J- it's jameswestwrites.com. jameswestwrites.com. Okay. So um, if you're listening out there, I, I want you guys to um, go on over and pre-order your book, Ordinary Me. Uh, you may be dealing with depression. You may be dealing with grief. You may be dealing with challenges. Uh, you know, just want a good read. So um, we're just going to go and, uh, and, and show Mr. James West our support by visiting his website. And Now, what, do you know, do you have the release date yet? Late summer. We're, it's coming. We okay. just don't have the okay. date yet. Amen. Well, we're gonna re, we're gonna connect again. Uh, so when the book is actually released, we're gonna come back in for maybe you know just a a, a quick hello, and uh, so you can put the information out there and refresh our listeners again about ordinary me, so we can uh, get them plugged in so they can support you. 
All right. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, um, what words of inspiration and motivation would you like to share with anyone that's listening that uh, may be inspiring to write a book? They've gone through some things in life, and, and, and like you said, they may have a suggestion. They may have been given that suggestion to write. What, what's, right. your, what's your advice to them? <laughs> my, my advice is really simple. Any word counts is better than zero. Um, if you've been given the suggestion, <laughs> it's probably of divine origin, and you should take that chance. Amen. That's right. I tell you, it's never too late. Don't wait. Because if someone's suggesting it, it's probably confirmation. God's probably been tugging on you anyway. And so uh, you probably just, well, Lord, just show me a sign. And so that suggestion right. could just be your sign. So, you know, um, well, we don't have any callers this evening. I don't know. People are so shy to talk on live radio. But anyway, um, <laughs> you guys can, can reach out after the show. If you want to connect with Mr. West, I will be more than happy to link you with him. Do you do mentoring at all, Mr. West? I, I do. I do. Uh for, for some time, I've had a basketball team for youth, uh, yeah. Colorado Gladiators. Our boys, my boys, have moved on since uh, to college okay. and other things. We ended up with a hundred percent graduation. So that's hey, mostly where I've done yes. my mentoring. So uh, that's mostly where I've done my mentoring. But I'm open to pretty much whatever, and I'm a certified All right. coach, by the way. Awesome. There we go. So um, taking new clients, mentoring, and, and all of that good stuff. So um, uh, why don't you guys connect with him if you just need someone, if you're a young man out there listening, or if you're fathers and mothers and you have sons that you want to connect with Mr. West for mentoring and life coaching, uh, he's the person. Um, I, I tell you, experience is the best teacher. And when you are privileged to Amen. have life coaching and mentoring from from men, who've gone through things in life that are positive and that are speaking life into you, I'm telling you, take the opportunity. Take the opportunity. Well, Mr. West, we are down to our last question uh, for this evening. I want you to share with our listeners what does the word conqueror mean to you? Oh Well, to be a conqueror, you have to go through something. That's it right. means that whatever valley that you've experienced, you came out on the other side. It doesn't mean it was easy. It doesn't mean it didn't hurt. But you came out on the other side nonetheless. Absolutely. Amen. Well, one more time, we're gonna. Uh, I want to just make sure these listeners know, I always throw it back out there, and the phone lines are open. If you're listening via the web, um, you just dial 657-383-0898 and press the number 1, and we will bring you live on the air. And if you're listening um, by phone, you just press the number 1. Um, uh, hold on. We have a question. We have someone. See, I always, I'm glad I went back to that. Hello, thank you for calling. You're live on the air. Oh, I don't know if you can hear me. This is uh, Ralph. Hi, Ralph. Thank you for calling. Hey, Ralph. How's it going? Well, well thank you. Um, James West is uh, my good buddy. And I don't have All any right. questions for him, but I did. <laughs> I didn't have any questions, but I did want to, to make a request to see if he can, uh, you know, maybe uh, – 
say one of the quotes from his book and kind of elaborate on that with the, with the audience. That would be awesome. Awesome. That's a great idea. So, James, are you ready for that? Okay. Yeah, I can I can do that. Um, awesome. I think my favorite quote by far in in my book is make moves or make excuses. And right. the reason why that's my favorite is because depression makes you make excuses. I can't do it because I don't have the energy. I can't do it because I didn't win because I wasn't trying, things like that. But when someone is genuinely making moves, when you're out there really trying to do what God has called you to do, there is no excuse because no energy is wasted, which makes it, that's what makes it my favorite quote. So, Ralph, let me ask you a question. When you hear that quote, yeah. make moves or make it, which make moves or say it again, James? Make excuses. Make moves or make excuses. Or make excuses. How does that speak to you, Ralph? Well, in, in very many ways. I mean, he and I, you know, we had conversations all the time. And, uh, yeah. you know, as he was writing his book, you know, we, he and I talk a lot and, uh, and it's part of life, you know, and we just uh, both agree. It's it's really up to, you know, the individual to to want to move forward. And, and you got to make that move. Stop making excuses. Amen. Well, thank you, Ralph, for calling in. Thank you so much. And uh, we appreciate your comment, and God bless you. God bless you. Everybody. Right on, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Make news or make excuses. Uh, you know, I want to tell you this. It's funny joke. Um, uh, there was a, a, a preacher uh, when I was stationed in Kansas. Um, I, I used to, because um, I'm retired military. And um, uh, one of the young soldiers, thank you very much. I, 20 years. Thank you very much. Um, one of my soldiers, um, she had this boyfriend, and he just wouldn't ask her to marry. And they had been dating for so long. And, and uh, our supervisor, <laughs> so when you say make moves or make excuses, let me think about it. She, she's like, if, if he's not going to marry, he has an excuse. He needs to poop or get off the pot. So I thought about that. <laughs> make moves or <laughs> make excuses. That's right. You're going to do it or you're not, yeah, right? That's, that's what my grandma used to say. <laughs> you can get off the top. That's, that's, that's what my grandma said. So, so you got to put that one in the next book there. <laughs> so we still have callers that are joining us. Uh, any of the callers that are, are just joined us, if you would like to speak with James, please call 657-383-0898 and just press the number one, and uh, we will bring you live on the air if you have a comment or a question. Or uh, if you would like to hear anything else from the book, um, um, hold on a second, James. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for calling. You're live on the air. Hello. My name is Gabrielle. Uh, I have a question for James. Yes. Hi, Gabrielle. Go ahead, Gabrielle. Thank you for calling. (laughs) Hey. Um, So uh, I was really drawn to the concept of the seven cognitive faculties. Um, and so I just wanted to ask, like, what is your favorite one out of all of them, and why does that stick out to you, and how do you think that I could possibly use that in my everyday life? 
Good well, question. my favorite one is imagination. And the only reason that is is because, to me, imagination will always be greater than knowledge because knowledge is something that someone has either already learned or done before. There are no limits to my imagination. So when you're imagining your life, God won't give you an idea that you can't achieve. But if you limit that to what you already know, you can only go as high as that ceiling has been set already. Does that make any sense? Amen. I love it. Yeah. Yep, I love that. Thank you. Yes, God won't give you an idea that you can't achieve. How can you use that? I'm talking to the caller right now. How can you use that in your everyday life since he, he, he chose imagination? Now, saying that, how do you think that you can apply that to your everyday life? Well, I've been, I have a couple of things that, a couple of projects that I am interested in working on, things that I want to release and roll out, including a book. And I think sometimes my mind gets boggled down with everyday life. But I think that, um, you know, God giving you ideas um, and planting things in your heart and your mind is a way for, um, you know, a way that he speaks to us and a way that um, he communicates with us. And I think that not allowing the, the everyday things that I experience to take away from um, the things that I want to achieve and using my imagination and not restricting um, what I'm able to do based on, you know, my past experiences, I think that that's something that imagination can solve. So. Amen. Awesome, 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 because, as he said, imagination is much greater than knowledge. So thank you. That was Absolutely. an awesome question. Thank you very much, and thank you for calling. Sure thing. Thank, thank you, Gabrielle. Awesome, awesome. Well, James, uh, thank the callers for calling in. Uh, this has been an awesome interview, uh, just an, a, a wonderful time speaking with you on this evening. Um, just an amazing testament of hope and healing. And I want to thank you personally just for coming on, reaching out and connecting with me, and thank you for, for being here to share your heart and your journey with our listeners on this evening. I want to personally encourage you. To just keep pressing forward, brother. Just keep keep making an impact in the kingdom. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep teaching. Keep inspiring. Keep educating and empowering those that you're coming in contact with. And I pray God's blessings over you. And uh, we will we will connect again. Uh, like I said, when you get that heart release, I want you to reach out to me so we can bring you back in and uh, let you reconnect so that um, our listeners can support you. Well, I certainly appreciate it, and I certainly appreciate Conqueror's Cafe, you having me, and uh, and the callers for callers. I really appreciate everything yeah. you did. So I certainly will reach back out to you. Thank you, thank you. Well, all right, everyone, that is our show for this evening. I want to just thank everyone so much for listening to the Conqueror's Cafe. Be sure to visit com and check out our resources our prior shows, as well as our bonus content. And while you're there, do not forget to subscribe to our website so that you can stay updated on all of the great things that we are doing. We've truly, truly enjoyed you all. Don't forget to join us every Sunday evening right here at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for amazing testimonies of hope and healing. But before you go tonight, I want you to remember 
that life can sometimes present a series of events that can lead us down paths in life that can be discouraging and full of frustration. But we must remember that it is our relationship with God that sustains us when we want to reach our limit and we want to quit on this journey. You can do two things. You can stand firm and persevere, or you can give up and give out. You have the power to choose, and the choice that you make has the power to alter the course of your destiny for the rest of your life. Have an amazing week, everyone, and remember to keep making the impossible possible by spreading your own broken wings as you continue soaring by the power of God transforming your traumatic events into empowering moments. Until next time, I'm your host, Twyla Reed, your tragedy to strategy mentor. For seeking engagements or consultations, please email me at info at And if you have a testimony of hope and healing that you would like to share with the world, let's connect. Good night, everyone. Take care. May God bless you, and may heaven smile upon you. a little bit, y'all.
in every area of your life. And I want you to remember who you really are. Your name really is Victor. 